It was the year of fire. The year of destruction. The year we took back what was ours. It was the year of rebirth. The year of great sadness. The year of pain. And the year of joy. It was a new age. It was the end of history. It was the year everything changed. The year is 2261. The show, the name of the pod. Episode 72, Falling Toward Apotheosis, in which Londo begins to enact his desperate plan, and the time has come to say farewell to the new Kosh. Coming to you live from the Centauri Imperial Optometrist Office, this is the name of the pod, uh, your Babylon 5 podcast looking at the enduring cultural legacy of the 1990s show Babylon 5, where I am one of your hosts, Chris Tatro, and joining me is... John Cassie. Hello. Look, I got both of my eyes still. How are you doing? I'm, I'm rocking too at the oh, moment. God, we'll see I how I am. Ugh. Yeah. Nasty. But he did not scream. No. 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 Boys don't cry. Narns don't scream. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eyes. Uh, you know, D, 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 uh, the, <laughs> I don't know what you call it. Deocularization. Uh-huh. Oh, that's just one of my oogies. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think I used to be more sensitive to eye stuff until I've had to every night for the last 20 years put ointment into my eyes every night before going to bed or like my eyes dry out and I become like this this oozing weeping mess. Yeah, you basically become eye morden. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is um, not a, not a no, good thing. <laughs> no, not a good look at all. Um and uh and yeah, so now I'm like, oh, putting stuff in, into my eyes, great. Taking out eyes? Yeah. I'd still oh, yeah, prefer to, yeah. I'd prefer to avoid that. Yeah, I've worn contact lenses forever. So, yeah. uh, you know, every once in a great while, one of them will sort of get rolled up and sort of, it'll sort of scooch up into the yeah. uppermost regions of my eye. And I have no problem getting a finger up there and yeah. getting it, you know, John will, of course, you know, looks on in horror when I merely put a lens in, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, but the actual... Remove, you know, the removal, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, if you want to, if you want to, you know, oog me out on a, in a horror movie or in anything, <laughs> just that's, that's a good go-to. Oof. For, for me, it's, it's almost any kind of medical stuff, but in particular, <clears throat> I would say dental, like, like, like forcible oh. extraction of teeth. And yeah. I was listening to a podcast this past week and there was a, there was a bit where they were talking about someone who you know, ha- had to perform emergency dental surgery on an associate. And, and oh, no, no, no. It didn't go well. No. Um, and once the patient blacked out, then, the, then the, the operator really went to work and continued to mess it up further. And I was like, I'm oh, going to turn God, this off. No. I'm going to pull over to the side of the road so I don't throw up right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I need to be in a parking space. Uh-huh. I need a window down. I need to get a paper bag so I can hyperventilate right. into it for a few <laughs> minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, look, we, we don't we don't get we don't get a lot of body horror in you know in our '90s sci-fi. We mm-hmm. get some. We get some. Centauri right? genitalia. Uh, yeah, you went there. <laughs> Sorry. God bless. Ugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but this was yeah, this was definitely you know, yeah. the 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 continuing descent of Cartagia, mm-hmm. you know, into a public you know, sort of the public display of his uh of where his boundaries are or aren't. Right. Right. Um 
you know, because if you're gonna get if you're gonna get Londo to act, you've got to be really in extremis, right? Right. You know, because he doesn't right. he doesn't he doesn't want to act. He feels compelled to act. At least that's my mm-hmm. read, right? Mm-hmm. I think what he True. what Londo would prefer is if this Cartagia were stable, but largely following the same foreign policy. Mm-hmm. Londo would be okay. Again, it's because right. he's endangered the Centauri homeworld, Centauri Prime, mainly by bringing... I think he could probably endure just about anything other than bringing the, the shadow base yeah. there. I think that's, that's the line for Londo, and it's, it's interesting that it's there. I wonder, I wonder if the shadow base weren't there... Right. Would he even be able to tolerate what's going on with Jakar? Yeah, that's interesting speculation. My answer would be, yeah, he would. Uh-huh. Yeah, because Jakar is really just a tool that he's going to use to remove the, the emperor from the throne. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's an instrument of Londo's, uh, you know, broader concern. Yeah. But Jakar, even though Londo is moving towards appreciating him in a kind of relational way. Mm-hmm. Londo's positional power is still so much stronger than Jakar's. Um, and Londo's anxiety about what the shadows might do is so overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. That it's like it, it takes those sort of frozen gears and gets them moving. Right. Right. Uh, which is why Londo... Uh, to me at least, reads as as a little all over the yard. Mm-hmm. You know, at least all the season, all this season, mm-hmm. because he's so, he's so... He's on such unstable ground for him, right? Mm-hmm. Having to make these deals with Shakar, having to conspire against the emperor... Um, having to make sure that I don't find myself on the wrong side of the emperor's uh, oh, ebbing and flowing craziness, mm. right? Don't mm-hmm. get made an example of. Right. Right. Well, okay, that's hard. That's hard to do in a court like this. You know, you mm-hmm. and I talked a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, Caligula, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of episodes ago, right? And how... There's a there's a chaotic irrationality to to what he did that is exactly matched by Cartagia. You know, it's like, well, what are you what are you supposed to do in a royal court run by an insane person, right? Yeah, I mean, how do you even how do you even try to play them in the way that that's right. tries to play Cartagia here, right? And and you know, get him to get him to go to Narn. Right. And to, you know, to, 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 to do this, this thing, oh, you're going to need someone to, to deliver your message. You know, after, after right. we're all gone. Um, okay. Appealing to the, the vanity and to the madness itself is, is a good tactic, but you know, that's, it's taking a risk because if someone's that unhinged, how do you know that any particular tactic is going to work? Yeah, yeah. D- David D- David Sedaris 
uh, in one of his uh, in one of his works has the line, "You are playing a very dangerous game." <laughs> right, and that's what you know. This this let's decamp to Narn stuff. Yeah, is is playing in the most dangerous part of the most dangerous game pool. Mm-hmm. Right, because being far from home, being in the center, you know, b- being being on being on the, the the soil of the people you take most delight in oppressing as though the centauri mm-hmm. only oppress narn right they don't yeah. right but they take the greatest delight in in doing this to the narn right yeah well you could be you could be initiating all kinds of mental shenanigans mm-hmm. in this emperor emotional eddies right that that are that are really really tricky right um and you know londo's a capable player he's a good player mm-hmm. is he the best player uh, he, he certainly <clears throat> hopes that he's better than cartagia right right you know, that's a nice uh, way to put it yeah he's he's got to be in order for all of these these pieces to to succeed because really he he knows once he finds out about the vorlons you're coming in and destroying any of these uh, any worlds that have a shadow presence and that cartagia right. is just is going to allow or even encourage it yes you know, he's 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 as you said he's pushed to extremis he needs to act yes um and it's you know, he's he's been unsettled and doesn't like the shadows being there, but this, this is clearly the, the point where he's, you know, he has to do something. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. However, however desperate it may be. Right. It's interesting that we haven't gotten any, still, really any kind of self-reflection on Londo's part about his agency in, you know, because, because, because this is, this is, you know, this is the crows coming home to roost. Yes. Right. The only reason we are here is because of your actions, right? I don't think self-reflection is high on Londo's list of uh, I of, understand of, of that talents. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe maybe getting it would have felt a little strange, and we'd be saying, "Who is this Londo? This self-reflective Londo that we've never seen yeah. before? Why are you bringing this guy out?" Right? I think by the time Sheridan is visiting him in the future, yeah. I think he's got it by then, certainly, when he's got yeah. that little thing on his neck. The keeper. The keeper. Yeah. Um, but but the at keeper. this point, he, he's, you know, he's definitely distancing himself from his, in, his role in, in bringing all of this to be. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that's definitely Good old the Londo. case. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and with, with Cartagia's... Cartagia's sense that, well, it's all going to end in fire anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I need you along. You know, I need, I need all of my, I need all of my court with me, kind of thing, yeah. right? Yep. Ugh. And creepy. On that line, nice callback to uh, Emperor Turhan's conversation with Kosh. Right. Back. You know, how will all, how will this end? In fire. Right. Yeah. Right. If you weren't sure that 
they might go there, mm. right? Oh, well, Narn has been destroyed. Now let's uh, let let's visit that on you, right? And of course, the 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 irony of the mass drivers, right? Yes, you know, with the Vorlon, the Vorlon wave motion gun planet mm-hmm. killer, you know, mm-hmm. holy Mary! Yeah, I don't need to nice see that gun. thing fire ever again. Yeah, I mean that was a nasty piece of work, yeah. right? Yeah, um, and in a lesser show, I would be thinking, oh, they'll never destroy Centauri Prime. Absolutely. You but know, in this show, oh no, yeah. it's totally at risk. It's a, everything's on the table. Everything we've, is on the we've table. Seen this? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Where, where will this? You know. You know. Where will it end? When will it end? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to have a shadow taint? Mm-hmm. Right. Is it? Is it current? Is it recent? Right. Yeah. Is Narn going to be redestroyed because they were there a thousand years ago? Right. Right. Are, are Earth and Mars screwed? I would think uh, so. You, you know, it and it depends, yeah. doesn't it? And even if, even if Londo were able to convince Cartagia to, you know, boot them off the planet, how exactly do you propose to do that? These shadows aren't exactly chump change. You know, how right. Are gonna, how are you going to get them to leave? <laughs> This is a formal request of the Prime Minister's office to leave this planet at once. If you don't leave, we will be forced to issue another communique. Yeah, because we've talked about the we've we've ranked the navies. Yes. You know, of the oh. of the Army of Light, right? Okay, well yeah. now the Vorlons are back in sort of like their own category, right? Right. The Mimbari are not going to be able to, could not remove a shadow presence from Mimbar, I don't think, by themselves. No. No. And the Centauri are, well, now that the Narn are down to a single battle cruiser, mm-hmm. yeah. the Centauri present the weakest naval threat of the major powers. Mm-hmm. And we see, even in this very episode, the extreme effort that it takes to get rid of one Vorlon. Right. And if we assume that Vorlons and Shadows are roughly equivalent in power. Right then good gravy. I mean, we saw a yeah. lot of shadow ships going over the capital. Yeah. I I don't know how you would extract them if they didn't want to be extracted. Yeah. Yeah. How does how does a Centauri fleet attract uh, 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 expel a single shadow scout ship? I don't see it happening right. very easily. How does the Army of Light extract a single shadow capital ship? <laughs> right? I mean, right. you know, you need, you need everyone to go against, uh, you know, a shadow, a set of sh- shadow capital ships. Yeah. Right? How many white stars are there? There are not enough. And are they really going to rally to the defense of Centauri Prime? No. Hell no. Hell to the no. 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 Um, So the Centauri court challenges the the business with them going to Narn and, Mm. you know, dying in fire. And, you know, we are... We we are... we're, We're in early days of this season, but we are... 
it feels to me like we are moving quite rapidly through a thing. Oh, I agree. You know. Yeah, this this isn't this season isn't going to draw stuff out. No, no. It's going to it's going to be hitting us with plot, hitting us with story, you know, one after another. That's you know, right. I said last time maybe it's maybe depending on what was going on with the network at this time cuz this was when this was when P10 was was folding, right? P10 was collapsing or had collapsed. Yeah. yeah. So JMS can see the writing on the wall and knows he's got to start wrapping things up. Yep. Yep. So we're definitely seeing some some compression going yeah, on. Yeah, that's a nice you know, way things, to put it. Things that might have might have taken 5 episodes to play out in season 3 are being wrapped up in 2 episodes now. Yeah. Yeah, it's just too it's too risky from a narrative perspective. Yeah. I mean, look at everything you've got going on in this episode. You've got Londo making the making this this push to to his to the end game of his plot of getting getting Kataja to Narn. Right. And and presumably, you know, where he'll be less guarded and and be able to act on things there. Right. We've got the the wrap up of Kosh 2. Right. Uh, the the Vorlons stepping up, Vorlon threat stepping up uh, significantly. Right. You know, we open with uh, with all the, the the colonies being destroyed and Ivanova's messages, you know, that they right. keep playing on loop. Um, you know, we get uh, Garibaldi continuing unhinging. Yes. You know, get paranoid, Garibaldi. Get real paranoid, Garibaldi. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's definitely feeling, you know, it's a question of, well, we saw Psycor involvement, so did they do something to him to, or is this just natural Garibaldiness right. creeping up? Is, is, is this the episode, I'm, I'm sorry, I, 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 may, I may have it mis, misremembered, yeah. where Ivanova says something like, uh, is our Mr. Garibaldi a little grumpier than usual? Is that this I, episode? I believe it's this one. I don't know. You know, the little peek behind the behind the curtain here. We we've we're recording two today, so it may be in the next episode that the line yeah. comes out. But yeah. but it's it's certainly uh, it's certainly valid. I believe it's in the scene where they're talking about the refugees and how yes. the station's not going to be able to to handle this flood of them coming in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I think it's interesting that. Garibaldi reads to us in the audience as changed, unhinged, Mm -hmm. clearly different, Mm -hmm. clearly struggling, right? Yeah. And his crew members are like, oh, you know, he's, he can be a little off his, you know, he can be a little abrasive, a little difficult Mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of more of the same. Mm -hmm. But I think any, I think any viewer looks at him and says, Oh no 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 no! This is not the same, right? Right. So it's kind of a nice, you know, we're so focused on this thing, we're not aware mm-hmm. of this other problem in our midst, you know, kind of scenario, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's you know, I can only imagine is going to come back and bite them very quickly. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's get rid of Kosh. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense from mm-hmm. a Sheridan. Let's continue to move forward on multiple fronts, right? Can't have this guy, person, entity, space squid, 
right? Uh, you know, uh, hanging around anymore, right? Yeah, especially considering the personality of this Vorlon, right? You know, in conjunction with what the what the Vorlons at large have been doing with their planet killers and all of this, right? And I, you know, I wonder if it were the original Kosh, would yeah. they still be as eager to kick him off the station? Yeah. If he was cryptic, but not as hostile, not as abusive to Lita. Right. Um, you know, yeah. Would, you know, would, he, would they have tried to work with him more? Well, clearly this, this Kosh, there is no, there's no sort of sitting down and talking to him about what the heck is going on with your people. Oh, yeah. You know, you've got to, you know, you've got to stop them. You know, go and talk to them and tell them that this is insane. Yes. Yes. You're murdering millions, billions of people out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, you you bring up that this point that I'm now really chewing over. You know, was it a mistake for the longer term needs of the narrative to replace Kosh? You know, did he did he need to die? Did our Kosh need to die? I think it would have been more complicated. If he were still around, there would have been a lot more of this back and forth on him, you know, them, them, them trusting Kosh, but not trusting the Vorlons at large. And I think, yes, I think that Kosh too is definitely more representative of what we're seeing of the Vorlons at large. And that's the message. I think that's the message that JMS was trying to put forward here at this point in the show is that just because they're the you know the the opposition to the shadows doesn't mean that they're you know shiny puffy rainbow happy aliens right um it it might have been interesting to explore why the first kosh was so different right um and and what that meant you know in terms of the the I get the sense there's sort of a collective, you know, from from that line, you know, we're all kosh. Right. Uh, what? Yeah, how, how did he get so, how did he get out of step with what apparently is the larger Vorlon culture? Or mind. Right. Mind you know, group. Uh, uh, yeah, the sort of, yeah. Um, um, the, the, the hive mind. That's the word I was looking right. for. Right. Yeah. I mean, was, per- was it from being around humans too much? Right, right. Or maybe, maybe there really isn't a hive mind. Yeah, maybe uh, you know, we just individual. We just think there is. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe there is a certain degree of, uh, you know, of a kind of individual expression, or maybe it's, uh, um, uh, you know, maybe it's just one of those things where the character's behavior Mm-hmm. is so inscrutable that we actually can't know mm-hmm. right we're just we're just sort of grasping at straws maybe mm. right um, I mean we haven't seen the the, the Vorlon homeworld right right you know we 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 know that they are on the lawful side of the 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 spectrum mm-hmm. right you know do what do what mommy and daddy say right? And, you know, it just may be that Kosh 2 is a little bit more authoritarian, mm-hmm. you know, 
um, than than Kosh one. But I still I still wonder if it would have been more interesting, but maybe it would have taken more time and therefore had to be sacrificed. Mm-hmm. If it would have been more interesting, if they had to push back on the Kosh that they had come to see as a great benevolent advisor, mm-hmm. or a, or 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 the you know the the last great hope for peace, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, if their own Kosh had gone off the deep end, what might that have said to them about? what the Vorlons are doing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because now clearly they see this as a Vorlon slash shadow problem. It's mm-hmm. not just the shadows. Right. It's both of them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or to take it down a different path, if their Kosh had remained sort of inscrutable yet benevolent. Right. And had broken with the Vorlon, so they had a Vorlon on their side. Yes. You know, and, and and there was a conflict between him and the rest of his people. Right. Um But I guess in that you know, well you could you could essentially replace Lorien with, with Kosh if you if you did that. Indeed. You know. Sheridan falls and oh here's Kosh. What the heck are you doing here? And yeah. you know, all the all the sort of crypticism of you know, of of Lorien start is is coming from from Kosh instead, and he's distancing himself from what the rest are doing. Yeah, but that might have been interesting. Might have been interesting, but it's you know, I think the the emphasis is is on them as a uniform, yeah, more of a uniform culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's not they're they're not a bunch of Vorlons. There's the Vorlon. Yeah, right, and they mm-hmm. are. Uh, y- y- you know, they're they're in, in, inscrutable and megalomaniacal and, you know, well, I mean, they're, they're just the shadows, yeah. but just yeah. from a different angle. Right. Right. You know, they're both the 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 remnants of the, uh, you know, of the the the, the older races. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not first ones. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're remnants of, uh, you know, of the older races. Um, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a clock on Sheridan now. TikTok, Clarice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but but it, I mean, it's a it's a it's a long clock. It's a long clock. Yeah. Um, you know, well, and, it, it and seems like a long clock. Yeah. I mean, th- we're recording this show. <laughs> you know, tw- twenty twenty years, more or less after this season. I mean. Mm-hmm. What this show brought this episode broadcasted November 25, 1996. So we're 22 years on. Mm-hmm. Boy, it doesn't feel like this show was that, that this episode premiered 22 years ago. No. Not to me. No. Yeah. Um, TikTok, Clarice. It, your it, classic. It felt, it felt a lot. It felt like 20 years was a lot more time. Back in the '90s, when we were young, in our salad days, and and you know we had had our best years ahead of us. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now it doesn't. You know, as you say, it doesn't feel like it was 20 years that this premiered. You know, imagine that. All right, you know, now we're at the end of our end of our clock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which um, honestly, I mean, it it could happen. It can happen to anybody. You know, he's he says he's going to be in his 
what does he say? He's going to be in his, his 50s then, 60s then? Yeah. Um, you know, plenty of people that, you know, you know either you know, drop dead from disease or an accident or, right. or who knows what. Right. Um, I guess it's not, you know, it's, it's the knowing that there's, a, that there's an, an expiration date that's a little more unsettling. Yeah. You know, everybody's yeah. going to die eventually. Right. You know, uh, I guess I, w- I, I guess it, w- it would be, it would be disturbing to, to kind of know that that's, that that is coming at a, you know, that you have a maximum. Yeah. 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 Having, uh, yeah. Ha- having your expiration date be stamped on your, mm-hmm. on your forehead you know, I think would be a little, I would find it a little unsettling. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think, Chris, with this one, we've kind of, you know, this, this is a, a classic mid-season interstitial move in the story towards a, a, uh, a resolution. Lots mm-hmm. of good stuff in the episode, right? Yeah. Not a lot of revelations. I mean, other than maybe perhaps the appearance of the Vorlon themselves. Yeah. You know, when I called them sort of space squids, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they looked a little squiddly to me. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they definitely looked a lot. There was a, there was a, um, uh, an MMO that I played a lot of back in the 2000s called City of Heroes. It was a superhero MMO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and um, it was shut down. And, and I still, to this day... <sighs> I miss that game. And sometimes I just think of like some of the zones and going through them and it's like, yeah. Oh, I, w- I wish I could just go back and run through them again. Yeah. But there was, um, there was a race that was introduced in that had dual forms. They could be human or they could turn into these sort of glowing space squid kind of things. Uh-huh. And it looked, it looked very much like that. And I, yeah. you know, we've, we've talked before, well, you know, did wow take any of the, any of its influence from, Oh, I think it uh, clearly from did. Minbari, did yeah. you know, and I, I wonder if that, that space squid image in City of Heroes was, you know, did any of the designers watch this yeah. show? Well, actually, we know one of the designers of City of Heroes who watched this show, you know, our friend Rick. Yeah, um, right, right, exactly. So, so maybe it was some of his influence. But, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, visually it was definitely definitely pretty uh, pretty on there. Yeah. Um, I think we've covered it. I think yeah yeah it was a, this was a this was a really solid episode this was a this was a a, a, a seat gripper no when yeah it, it was a yeah, it was you it know was, you're at the seat of yeah. you're at the well, edge of your seat yeah we'll sell you the whole seat but you'll only need the edge <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's yeah. this episode all heat no skits no skits <laughs> <laughs> um, all right and look at us clocking in under fifty minutes this week God bless it's about time yeah. Um, so, folks, uh, you know where to find us. Uh, Facebook, the name of the pod in your in search engines. Go to iTunes, rate and review, and we'll be back next week with Falling Towards Apotheosis. No, this was Falling Towards Apotheosis. Oh, good grief. Next week uh, is sorry, uh, the, the Long uh, Night. The Long Night. My, I'm sorry, yes. friends. I'm sorry. I just I just love the word apotheosis so much. It's, I couldn't, it, I couldn't help it's myself. It's not used enough. It, no, no. Here's your homework, listeners. Use yes. the word apotheosis. Uh, to, to random people uh, at least three times in the coming week. And then share the sentence that you said <laughs> yes. and the reaction you got with mm-hmm. the rest of the community. Yes. All right, folks. See you next time. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.